I want to welcome Agile XRM to the podcast. I've known the people at Agile XRM for the past 12 years. I've seen how their business process management tool can add massive value to complex organizational processes in sectors such as finance and government. If you have complex processes or a need for dialogues on the Power Platform or Dynamics 365, take a look at how this BPM tool can add value. You can find them at agilexrm.com or check out the show notes for more details. Welcome to the MVP Show. My intention is that you listen to the stories of these MVP guests and are inspired to become an MVP and bring value to the world through your skills. If you have not checked it out already, I do a YouTube series called How to Become an MVP. The link is in the show notes. With that, let's get on with the show. Today's guest is from Belgium, the famous place of beer and chocolate. She's a power platform architect. In January of this year, she received her first MVP, so well done. She likes to speak at conferences and local meetups about her experience with Power Platform, and she's passionate about personal growth and continuing to learn. That's a fan, you know, it's, it's something I believe in as well. So listen, if you want to check her out in the show notes, there's going to be links to her LinkedIn profile, Twitter, website, blogs, things like that, so you can um, connect with her there. Otherwise, Carmen, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Good to have you on the show. And you got everything correct. In the wow. Okay. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Now, I was just looking at your Twitter profile and I really liked what I saw in that your bio on, on your Twitter profile um, was was very detailed around your, you know, your serial learner. I love that. Um, you're a dog mum. Tell us about that dog. Or is it more than one? Uh, yeah. So I have a... Uh, is it more than one or just one dog? No, it's just uh, it's just one. Um, she's small but very um, passionate, very protective. She barks a lot. Is basically what I'm trying to say. Um, it's uh, it's a cross between a Maltese and a Chihuahua. So she's very small, white and fluffy. Is usually how I describe her uh, to people who don't who haven't seen her yet. Um, and yeah, she is protective she likes to sit on my lap which i like as well um we watch we, we watch tv together with my boyfriend as well so yeah nice very cool very cool so when you're not doing you know work and you know microsoft business applications type things uh and all its shape and forms you know besides your dog what's your other hobbies and uh, activities that you do I like to read. Um, we like to hike. And I'm currently also, um, we like to travel as well. And I'm currently also planning, uh, or we are planning, I should say, our wedding. So that's very exciting right now. <laughs> wow. Very cool. Very cool. The other thing is, uh, you know, when I do the research on my guests, I looked at your GitHub profile and I have never seen such a great introduction on a GitHub profile. It was very inviting. You know, normally you see, you know, people have what I call the shadow man, like avatar, they don't put a photo. And then you've got a quite a detail, you're using emojis all the way through. And I found your, yeah, your GitHub profile very inviting. So really well done there. Um, oh, that's nice. To hear. Yeah. Um, tell me about 
your secret skills, you know, when it comes to technology, what is the, of Microsoft's, you know, suite of products that we play with, what, what's the core ones that you spend most of your time working with? I spend most of my time working with um, Power Apps and Power Automate. So both model-driven and Canvas applications, I do both. Um, but that's where I spend most of my time. It's also where I like to spend most of my, my time. Nice. So how did, how did, what was your first exposure to, um, uh, to the Power Platform? Was it via Dynamics or was it via Power Apps? Uh, it was coming from an Office 365 background. So I started with SharePoint uh, on-prem for a little while, 2013, and then to SharePoint Online, Microsoft Teams, and then gradually with my um, current employer, um, I, I, the Power Platform was up and coming, and we were having some customers who asked us, can you build us an app based on SharePoint? Uh, and I'm, then I'm always like, oh, yeah, sure, I can do that. And that's how, sort of how I rolled into it. Um, and then I moved into the Dataverse, back then still the common data service. Uh, and now I, 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 can, I feel like I can cover it all, um, both the apps built on SharePoint and um, tying into Office 365, as well as um, really the business applications where you can build a database in Dataverse and then extend on that. So I, are you? do you just sit within Power Apps or are you doing Power Automate? Are you doing Power Virtual Agents, um, Power Apps Portal? Do you, do you work with all those technologies as well? Power Automate, um, yes, because I feel like it's, if you do an app, you will almost always do a flow as well or a cloud flow as well. Um, so I do Power Automate, Cloud Flows as well, Business Process Flows, all those things. Um, Power Virtual Agents I've experimented with, but we haven't done this for a customer yet, so it's mostly been my own um, experimentation. Uh, portals I don't have any experience with. It's one of the um, gaps still in my um, knowledge, so it's probably something that when a customer asks to do it and I have the time, then yes, I will definitely look into it, uh, but it hasn't been the case so far. Now, I know we're recording this just before Build, and I know that at Build there's going to be some great announcements around Power App Portal. So I think uh, I think we're going to see a lot more investment from Microsoft in this because it's such a, you know, a, a high-demand area with that, you know, when companies want to interface with customers via a authenticated portal rather than, you know, where a Power App more has to be specific to employees within an organization. So... Uh, so, okay, so tell me, if you look at all the kind of projects and things that you've been on and all the apps and things that you've been built, without saying who the companies were or anything like that, tell me about the the use case that kind of stands out in your mind as one of the, the ones you're really proud of building out. Mm -hmm. um, so quite recently, we built an application for a customer where we are um, – uh, doing uh, investment requests, so capital expenditure requests. Um, it's some. It's an app that was built on. The, 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 the idea was that it would be a model-driven app on um, Dataverse, but then there were some use cases where we couldn't really get there only with model-driven apps. So we included a PCF component in that to make the user interface uh, more pretty, and then. 
from the PCF component, we actually open a Canvas app in a pop-up to do some modifications to also make the user interface more um, intuitive for the users. Um, and it's a project where we really um, internally, we also um, call it this, it's the project where we push low code to the limit. So we do everything. Our default approach is low code. So business rules, um, Canvas apps, cloud flows, and only when we couldn't get it done with low code, we were going to a code approach. Um, and so we are using everything that the Power Platform has to offer. We use a model-driven app, we use a Canvas app, we use cloud flows, but then we also use uh, plugins, scripts, a business process flow, business rules, and then the PCF components. So it's really an it's our showcase solution right now. Um, so we're very proud of that, and I'm very proud of that. Nice. The the PCF component that you put in there, what what problem did it solve? What were you trying to achieve with that PCF component? Um we had um we had there was approvals needed, of course, for the um investment request. And we had set up the data model so that it was um two related tables linked to the request because we had several stages and then in each stage there could be one or more approvers. And we wanted to make that visually um we wanted to have that in an, in a one overview for the user so that they had the overview in one visual, um, which is not possible because first you would have to click through to the stage and only then would you see the details of the stage and the approver. Um, so we did that and we sort of um, made it resemble the uh, um, business process flow at the top, but then in, uh, in vertically instead of horizontally because otherwise we couldn't get them all to fit. Um, we started from a sample in the um, the PCF gallery, and then we extended on that. Um, and they were very happy with the result, and so are we, because it really gives you that overview of not only what stages are there and who are the approvers, but also what is the status, which stage are we currently waiting on. You could see the comments by hovering over like a text icon. Um, so, yeah, it was really it achieved the, the the problem that we wanted to solve. So that was very cool. I like it. I like it. Tell me about your journey to becoming an MVP. What? How was it? How did it kick off? How did you find out about the MVP program? And ultimately, how did you become an MVP? Uh, so my current manager, um, he's an MVP and he has been one since, I think, 2018. Um, he became an MVP when I was uh, working there already. And he sort of pushed me to start blogging and then to uh, start speaking, which I did right before COVID. So I did a lot of online speaking during COVID. Um, and then I um, started doing a project with Louise Freese. She's a German MVP. Um, we built Provision Genie, um, which is an open source project uh, which you can also find on GitHub. Uh, and then sort of it just went from there. Suddenly I was doing three things like blogging, not that often. It's been a while, it's been a while even now. Um, but I, I do still like to, um, I, in my head, I still like to do it. I don't do it all anymore, but I want to. Uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, you cannot do everything at once. Um, so I was blogging, I was speaking, and then I was building, um, Genie and a lot of people started to know me. And then um, one of my friends suggested to nominate me for um, the MVP award. Um, and so that's sort of how I rolled into it. It grew from only blogging to speaking a little bit to then a lot. Nice. 
So what's what's the Provision Genie? What does that do? Uh, Provision Genie is a provisioning solution for Microsoft Teams that is built on the Power Platform and Azure Logic Apps. Um, so it's um, a Dataverse backend with a Canvas app um, user interface, and all the automation is then done in Azure Logic Apps. Um, the reason why we went for Azure Logic Apps instead of Power Automate is mainly because of um, deploy because it's more easily deployable than a CloudFlow, and CloudFlow is run in the context of a user, whereas an Azure Logic App doesn't. So it doesn't really make sense for something to provision that you would use a user account for that. Um, so that's what that is. It's an open source solution, so we welcome contributions. Um, we do, or we aim for releases twice a year, so we still work on it. Um, yeah, it's sort of like a product, but we don't sell it. You can get it for free. Yes. And so what's the, why do, why would um, somebody use it? Is it to produce, is it to deploy a, a specific Teams environment um, within Teams or is it actually designed to deploy Teams to a company? No, it's meant to create a team in Microsoft Teams. Um, yes. Yeah. So not to set up Teams as a platform, but more to really create one team. Um, and the idea is that a lot of provisioning solutions out there, they either work with templates um, or the out of the box where you have to, you get an empty box and then you have to completely fill it yourself. Um, we aim to um, help guide the user in the decisions that they need to make. So we do ask them for a team name um, and then for some channels, but we also explain them, this is why you should think of channels. And it's, we believe that it's, um, you don't have to go look for the information yourself. The information is provided to you. Um, we also have the opportunity to create a task list. To uh, We automatically remove the wiki because Microsoft didn't do this um, when we started building it. Um, we uh, give them the opportunity to, provide, to provision a OneNote instead for their note-taking. So we really try to educate the user without them having to do the work. Then we do the work in the I background. Like I like it. That's so cool. That's so cool. Um, tell me, what's the best thing about being an MVP? So since you've become an MVP, you know, you've you've obviously seen all the resources, all the teams, all the insights that you get behind the scenes. What's been the best thing for you about it? Um, the best thing is, um, apart from the recognition that you get, because that's a huge thing, of course, um, being recognized like that, it, it's very flattering as well, um, is the fact that you see things a little or a lot before others. Um, we had MVP Summit already where we saw some cool things that are to come, um, yeah, some things that should be announced that will probably as well. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's very cool to be, to be able to prepare for what is coming. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm your host, business application MVP, Mark Smith, otherwise known as the NZ365 guy. If you like the show and want to be a supporter, check out buymeacoffee.com forward slash NZ365 guy. Thanks again and see you next time.